0: Agents Podcasts.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463.
0: You know, as we come out of the COVID world, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of real estate professionals that, you know, there's some that are going to be having the best years of their lives. And there's going to be many that have a recovery and that have some making up to do and have a restart. And today's guest is the perfect example of a success story. Somebody who's been in the business for a very long time has recovered from $50 million in losses from the crash in 2008. Someone who uh, understands the psychology of, of overcoming these failures and now creating massive success. He is a big time investor in the real estate world. Uh, an author of of a book called How to Create Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties and uh, he is going to bestow upon us a lot of knowledge today. Welcome to the show Mr. Rod Cleef.
1: Thank you brother. Thank you. Bestow on us. I like that. <laughs> Make you suffer through is really All the right, true well, story. You know,
0: whatever <laughs> we want to call it, here's the reality, Rod, and and I want you to obviously tell your story, but the reality is that is this. There's a lot of realtors Uh, a lot of them performing at a very mediocre and below level. A lot of them are going to ride the roller coaster because they just have a hard time finding the success. And so, you know, this is a a topic that people need to hear and we're about ready to reset into a new year. And so I think coming from somebody like you who's gone through these failures, it's
1: perfect to share. So no, oh, thank Our you.
0: Audience, who the hell are you?
1: Tell us. Yeah, about who the hell am I? Yeah, that's a that's awesome. So I immigrated to this country. Let me let me go back a ways because it's going to lend some framework to what we're going to talk about today. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old, and my brother Albert, my mother's Zvancha, and I was born in the Netherlands, Holland. You know, think wooden shoes and windmills, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado, and we really struggled. Okay, so so uh, I remember uh, we ate food from the expired food store because that's all we. Could afford. I drank powdered milk with my cereal in the morning, which I can tell you sucked. It was no fun. We drank clothes. I drank. I'm sorry. We uh, wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army. I wore them all the way through junior high school to like lied about my age, got a job at Burger King so I could buy my own clothes and ultimately buy a car. But, you know, and I'm sure some of your listeners may have had it harder than we did, maybe have it harder now again with 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 all the craziness going on. But I knew I wanted more. And so luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she was a bit of an entrepreneur. She invested in the stock market, IPOs, no formal training, but she also invested in real estate. The first house she bought was right across the street from us, uh, literally right across the street. And when I was 14, she paid about 30 grand for it. When I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up in value. And I'm like, what? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate, mom. So I got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. Back then, you could become a broker through education. Now they got smart, you need some experience. But I was a broker right when I turned 18. I was going to be rich selling houses. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. This is 1978. I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000. So what happened between your two and three that caused me to 10 X my income? Well, What happened was I met a guy that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how truly 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that your mindset and psychology I actually dated his daughter. And, but, but the, the point is, uh, you know, and then, so fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long-term I've uh, I've owned thousands of apartment units in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you're thinking, wow, Rod, that's really impressive. And so did I. Okay, I got a big head. In fact, I could barely fit my head through a door. I thought I was a real estate god. You know, that's $8,300 an hour over a 40-hour work week for the year. and, And I felt like I could do no wrong. Well, then 2008 happened. And I lost everything. Like you said, I lost $50 million in 2008, real money. And so, one of the things that I love talking about is the mindset and psychology it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place which is no small feat but but then more importantly the mindset it took to recover from losing it to get back to you know the success that I'm super blessed to have today you know, because some people, you know, they killed themselves in, in the 089 crash for losing less than that, you know, proportionally, and back, even back in the Great Depression. And so I get asked that all the time. How did you recover? How did you get back from that? So if you'd like me to drill down on that a little, Jeff, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. I think it'll add value. Absolutely. Let's go. Man. All right. Well, so how I did it was I reassociated with what I want and why I want it. So, you know, I used to, well, let me actually let me back up. So, it's real easy as a human being, if we have something negative happen to us to have it become our story, have it to become our identity, for example. And I had to really be careful with that because it was such a significant setback for me. But, you know, the, the, I call it a seminar. I call them seminars, you know, uh, when, when I have a failure. I've built, actually built 27 businesses, several worth tens of millions of dollars. Most are spectacular flaming seminars. But, you know, we, we, we fail our way to success. And, you know, I got to meet the billionaire owner of Spanx Um, the woman's undergarments, you know, and and she was yes, Sarah Blakely, Mm -hmm. superhuman being. And and she was at a mastermind that I belonged to for digital marketers. And uh, she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother on a regular basis, like almost weekly, what they failed at that that week. And he'd be pissed if they hadn't failed at anything. And I thought, man, what an awesome thing to ask your kids so they don't fear failure. But anyway, I digress. So so I lost everything. And the way I got back was reassociating with what I want and why I want it. So one of the, if you you know, I do boot camps now. And one of the first things we do at my boot camp is we do this goal setting on steroids. And what I'd love to do is just give you a high level overview of the process, because you can do it yourself. You know, if you come to my boot camp, obviously I'll guide you through it, and um, and I think by the time this goes live, my next boot camp will be a virtual one. And if you want to check it out. You know, text uh, multifamily to 72345. You know, I've had thousands of people attend. The only complaint I've ever gotten is that the breaks are too short because I pack, you know, a lot of stuff in. I do 15 minute breaks and it's total training. But uh, again, if you text multifamily to 72345, you can check it out. It's very, very reasonable. And and I promise you, but God, you came. And let me say something on that, actually. You know, I know you're either an agent or a broker and you're listening to this. And And I was mentioning this to Jeff that I wanted to say this before I got, you know, before we ended this call, and that is, you know, every January 1st, you go to back to work. You're only as good as the last commission. And, you know, you get sick, you get injured, you know, you have a lull and, and you know, it can be a real problem. And and, and you are in the perfect freaking position to take advantage of buying assets that cash flow, buying real estate. I mean, you nobody has it better than you guys to, to find these assets and actually capitalize them, on them. So if you're thinking multifamily, for God's sakes, come spend some time with me. You'll be glad you did. All right. So anyway, so goal setting. What you want to do, and and whether you come see me or not, you, you should, I encourage you to do this process, is you pick an hour when you have a lot of energy okay? And you sit down and you write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, all the stuff. Not just the, you know, the two or three things, New, Year, New Year's resolutions that you forget by February, you know, but, but everything in life. So, all the stuff, the houses, cars, jet skis, boats, planes, whatever, and take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it. So, I don't care if you put yachts down, jets, private islands, whatever. There's nothing you can't do, be, or have if you set your mind to it. And, What Just a simple act of writing them down triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And that's this filter that subconscious, subconscious, you're not aware of it, that points you mentally in the direction your brain thinks you're interested in. And the greatest example of this is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them before. You buy the car and they're everywhere, right? Were they there before? Of course they were. That's your reticular activating system. That's why goals are so important. So write down everything you can imagine, all the stuff. Write down how much cash flow you want from your investment, say in three years and in ten years. Write down how much uh, you know money you want in the bank in case you're, you know, the stuff hits the fan fund in three years and in ten years. And just write down everything you can think of, and don't don't stop and analyze it. If you just keep writing, don't let the pen leave the paper. Anything you can think of. Then I want you to also list all the things you want to do in your lifetime, your bucket list, all you know, the places you want to go. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to climb every mountain over 14,000 feet. I've got a buddy doing that. Jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that a couple of years ago. Never freaking do it again, but it's off the list. So write down everything you want to do as well. Then write down everything you want to learn. Okay, in this lifetime. So, this is not just the New Year's resolution stuff. This is everything your whole lifetime, big things, little things. What do you want to learn? What is the skill set? Maybe you want to learn, you know, foreign language. Uh, again, if it's multifamily investing, for God's sakes, come see me. But whatever it is, write that down. Lastly, write down who you want to help. We will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And again, this is the fuel that gets you to take action. This is the fuel to get you to grind for a few years like most people won't. So you live the rest of your life like most people can't. Okay, this is what gets you up early in the morning, keep you up late, work Saturdays to do whatever the heck you have to do to to make this happen for yourself. So, you know, this is what what this does is this is what creates the burning desire, which Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You've got to want it because if you don't want it, you're not going to be able to push through fear. You're not going to be able to push through limiting beliefs or worse, Yeah, Maybe you're comfortable and the comfort zone's a warm place and nothing freaking grows there. Okay. So this creates that burning desire. So again, think of every possible thing who you want to help. Like I bought my parents a house here on a canal when my dad was alive, bought them a car, took them on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? Put that down. Once you can't think of another thing, there's just a couple more steps. I need you to put a time limit on each goal. T- how long you think it's going to take you to achieve it. And don't overthink this either, but put like a one for how many years, put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20, recognizing that as human beings, we will under, we'll, we'll overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, 20 years. Now I'll give me an example of this. When I was 18, I lived in Denver. But I knew I wanted to live on the beach. There's no beach in Denver, and so, you know, I would visualize the palm trees and the sand and the surf, and i had pictures of them, and I just thought, God, that's so beautiful and amazing. Twenty years later, I built this ten thousand square foot, eight million dollar mansion on the beach. I had the beach on one side. I had my boat houses on the back side. And this is not me bragging. Please, I'm I want to inspire you. So just please know that I'm going to give you some personal examples for me, and it's not me trying to brag. It's just I want to inspire you to what's possible. So. So, you know, this house was magnificent. and But it was unthinkable when I was 18. But I just made the decision. I worked for it. I visualized it. I made it happen. So, again, don't limit yourself. Once you've got a time limit on each goal, pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal when you get it, you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know you've arrived when you achieve that goal. Pick that. Now, if there's two or three that are equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. Now, put it on a separate sheet of paper. Then I want you to pick your top three, one-year goals, put them on a separate sheet of paper and leave some room in between them. Once you've got those selected, I want you to write why you absolutely have to achieve every one of those goals. And, and because it's the why that's going to drive you. And when you're writing your why down, use emotionally charged words. Words are so powerful. Words like beautiful and amazing and incredible. Words that are going to juice you. So you might say, so I can show my kids what amazing abundance looks like. I can show my wife. What it means to our husband, you know, what it means to live a, a life of complete, uh, you know, incredible freedom. Again, use words like that. Um, so we can have the freedom do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want. So, whatever's going to juice you, write that down. Once you've got a positive reason why under each one of those goals, and they can be fairly similar, it's okay. There's some redundancy there. Don't worry about that. But then I want you to put some pain in there, okay? Make it freaking hurt if you don't achieve the goal. Be, uh, so I don't feel like a failure so I don't fail my kids, so I don't fail my husband or wife, you know, so I don't, you know, live a life of regret. Here's why. People will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And again, this is the freaking fuel to get you off your butt to make it happen, okay? And so, you know, make it painful. There was this nurse in Australia. Her name uh, was Bronnie Ware. She was a hospice nurse. And so, she took care of patients, you know, when they were about to die, right? And, And Jeff, she asked him a question. And the question was, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it. It's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. Guys, I can't think of anything more painful than that. So this is what prevents that from happening. So once you've got your your reasons why, there's just one more thing. You've got to go out and get pictures of your goals. You've got to make declarations about your goals. So I'll give you some examples of this. Back in uh, the actor Tom Selleck, not Tom Selleck, I'm sorry, um, the actor Jim Carrey, uh, the the comedian, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million dollars. For those of you millennials, the check is something we used to use to pay for things. <laughs> that was Venmo and Zelle. anyway. But he wrote himself a check for 10 million bucks. And he used to go by the Hollywood sign when he was flat broken, he would look at it and he'd visualize cashing it. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. I'll give you another more recent example. Demi Lovato, the singer, when she was unknown like 11 years ago, posted on social media, um, one day I'm gonna sing in the Super Bowl." Not this last one, the one before, go see who sang in it. So you know, that stuff works guys. Um, I'll give you some personal examples for me. When I was 18, you know, I got my real estate broker's license. I figured I better get a four door car so I could show people houses, right? So I got this bone ugly Ford Granada, bench seat in the front, just a real piece of crap. And, and uh, but I worked, the guy I told you I worked with that taught me about mindset, he had a couple of Corvettes and he let me drive one. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I, I put a picture, I got a picture out of a magazine because they didn't have the internet yet, picture out of a magazine of a Corvette, put it on the visor of my four-door Granada. So every time I sat in the car, it was right there in front of me. Within a year or two, I had a beautiful, I want to inspire you. So this is uh, back when the TV show Magnum PI was out. And that's why I said, Tom Selleck, I got ahead of myself. He was the actor in that. And uh, he drove this Ferrari 308. And this is the first time I'd seen an exotic car. And I'm like, oh my God, look at this thing. This is incredible. And, uh, and I got a picture of that actual car. Put on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, out of Maserati, looked just like it. It was kind of cool. I was watching Scarface the other night, and there was my car right there in the in the in a scene. Because only made 117 of them, so it could have actually been my car, but the one exactly like it in Scarface. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. And again, I know this may not interest any of you on the call, but this I'm just using this for illustrative purposes. And and. So I had posters in my room of the Lamborghinis and my son actually collected models of exotic cars when he was nine years old. He had about 30 or 40 of them, you know, the Ferraris and the Porsches and the McLarens and he had a Lamborghini. It was the exact same color and style that I ended up getting, which I wrecked. So, but anyway, get pictures. In fact, let me show you something. For those of you, you can't see this if you're just on iTunes, but this is my planner, okay? And in the, and the, I've, I've had these pictures in the back of this thing for 20 years, okay? Now, they're all in plastic uh, this used to be called a day timer, now it's a Franklin Covey, luckily, the holes lined up. But anyway, the first pictures are my gratitude pictures, why? Because everything you want to manifest in life comes from gratitude. So these are pictures of my kids when they were very young, my kids are 30 and 26 now, this is when they were young. But then I've got pictures of the things that I wanted, okay? That house on the beach I was telling you about looks just like that top picture, I had eight foot high glass, I'm sorry, 10 foot high glass like that it was butt together, I had travertine floors just before I built it, okay? This bottom picture, if you look at it, you can see, Jeff, you see those white walls in those 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 white walls? This is a picture of my backyard. Look behind me. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's the same same walls that I had in these pictures. I know it's a little, little weird, but then stupid shit I want. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches, you know, uh, the Lamborghini. This is before I ever got it. You know, the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, again, all this stuff that I thought was cool. And at the time, I got all of it because I had pictures. So, go out there Get pictures, put them around you, do vision boards. I got vision boards behind my green screen here of the things that I want now. You know, put them on your screen saver. That's how you make this stuff happen, my friends. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot
0: to unpack. Uh, yeah. for,
1: first thing I want to I
0: want to um uh, just reiterate the quote that you made, which is, People will do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. And gain pleasure. And, yeah, that's actually you know, from Tony Robbins. That's the Tony Robbins quote. It's, yep. it's a great quote. And I, I mm-hmm. think it's so true. And I think every everybody in any industry needs to take a look at that and just look at yourselves and say, what are the little things that you're avoiding because of the pain? Like, like doing more video, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe building a larger presence on social media, maybe picking up the phone and calling more, calling your past clients or calling leads, that kind of thing. I love that, but I, I also I want to ask you before we we kind of con- continue down this path is, all right? So you you had all this stuff which I get it I get the context I'm sure some people may actually be turned off by that but you know how it is I mean that's just the way people are
1: oh, you everybody
0: wants something so I whatever it. it is you I, want I, just replace it. it
1: with what you want right I totally right. get it
0: I, I joined the right. country club last year because it was one of those those things I wanted to do and here I am you just you got to have these goals or you won't you won't achieve them but let me ask you this so you you've now you've you've reached that pinnacle and beyond arguably what's what's uh you know two or three things that are on your vision
1: board now well, I could actually show you. Here's one. This has got you can see um, Latin American children, okay, in schools. And I want to build self-sustaining schools in Latin America. I haven't picked the country yet, but but not just fund it, but 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 buy enough of an infrastructure, like maybe enough land where there can be an agricultural infrastructure, or put in IT you know, a lot of computers and things like that. So it can be an IT infrastructure. So the school actually self-funds so that they do, they 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 plant or they do things that will actually self-fund the school in per- perpetuity. Um, so that's kind of an exciting thing. Now I've been threatening to do that. I will be candid for quite a while, you know, and I'm still so busy with my coaching program and my live events. And, you know, we just closed on a 300 unit apartment complex. I bought 2,300 doors to my students in the last couple of years. So I'm still very, very busy but there's definitely something I'm going to do. So that's one of them. I, you know, I've got a picture of a jet. I'd like to do a jet at some point. So that, you know, stuff like that, but you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And again, this is not ego either. You know, I, I've got a podcast as well. It's called lifetime cashflow. We just broke 11 and a half million downloads. Like, you know, I can say it's the, it's pretty much the largest commercial real estate podcast of its kind. And I focus on multifamily and, you know, and, and and even if you're not interested, if you're listening, you're not interested in multifamily, that's cool. But I do these clips every week called Own Your Power. They're five minutes long. And it's just they're motivational. Like this week was about self-actualization, about looking in the mirror to become a better person every year. And they're, they're, they will juice you. So if you find yourself lacking some motivation, go check out my podcast, Lifetime Cashflow, and listen to those clips. There's hundreds of them there. And I will juice you. I will help get you motivated. Because here's the thing. If you're listening to Jeff here or watching Jeff, you're a leader. There's no question. Okay? You're a leader. And the right now more than ever the world needs leaders. Don't get me started on all the crap that's happening with the media and the fake news and politically it's just a train wreck what's happening right now. The world needs leaders. But with that what that means though is you've got to pay attention to what you're focusing on. Don't, you know, again, you don't get caught up in that in that crap the the, the media and all that because whatever you focus on is going to get larger, positive or negative. Focus is critical. And so, you know, bring in the good stuff. You can listen to my own your power clips or, you know, go on YouTube and, and watch motivational clips. I love watching soldiers come home. I cry every freaking time, but I, you know, the good stuff, bring in the good stuff, motivational clips, because right now you really got to manage your focus with all the crap that's going on. So I wanted to mention that. And, and so, you know, I, I fall into that myself as well. And, and, you know, into that trap, I'll get caught scrolling through TikTok and, and, you know, I will tell you the most successful people on the planet are the most are the most focused. And so, you know, you're sitting there watching a movie and you're scrolling through your phone and on. Uh, and 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 the bad thing about that is that actually hurts your ability to focus because you're making these little micro decisions very quickly. And, you know, I listened. I, I don't literally really listen to many podcasts. The one I do listen to is Tim Ferriss. And I get excited about my 11 million downloads. He does that freaking week or something. You know, he's got so many listeners. And and but what just to give you an idea of why this is relevant. So, what he does is he interviews the best of the best in the world. So, he interviewed the best actors, you know, Arnold and Ed Norton and Jamie Foxx and, and the best, best athletes, Michael Phelps, and you know, on and on, and, and billionaires like Ray Dalio, the best of the best. And I started to hear a pattern, Jeff. They all meditate. What does meditation enhance? Focus, right? So again, focus is super critical, guys. Anyway, long answer to your it. question. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's get back to,
0: you know, you talked about, you know, where you've gotten, but mm-hmm. let's talk about the pain and then try to let's try to relate it back to again our audience, which is real estate sure. agents. So sure, you know, well, anybody that's
1: been in real estate for a while had some pain in 08 and nine. Because it was it was ugly, 100%. right?
0: And 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 I think that your Level of pain is going to be far greater than what anybody's experienced. But well, make this relatable. Make this. It's relative. It's relative. It the numbers relative. there may Correct.
1: be more zeros, but pain is pain. And right. and and so you know. And and I got to tell you something. You guys aren't going to like hearing this, but this feels like 2006 to me. I'm going to tell you. And and those of you that haven't been through a crash. Markets go through cycles like seasons. And this feels like fall to me in a big way. Okay. And what comes after fall is winter. So, you know, you should be thinking about making investments. You should be thinking about how you might pull through if the market corrects, because when it does, sales drop through the floor. And so, you know, the ones that were successful, we're doing short sales and, you know, negotiating on, on bank repos and things like that. So be thinking about that. I will tell you, when I, when I, First, got started in this business, I knocked on doors of people who are in foreclosure to get listings and buy about 500 houses that way. Okay. So, you know, I will say this, and I teach this in my class anytime you're willing to do what other people won't do, you'll be a success. But you need to be, don't be Pollyannish right now. Okay. Uh, You know, because real estate goes through cycles. And if you're naive to think that we're not going to, at some point, have a contraction, especially with the, Moron we've got in the White House right now. Sorry, but that's how I feel. Um, and and so, you know, I, he, they're trying to take away the 1031 exchange and deal with capital gains and pay for all this money they want to spend. And, and it's going to impact our economy. And so, you know, again, not something to fear it's not something to fear cuz there'll be incredible opportunity okay it, 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 with crisis comes opportunity there'll be exponential opportunity okay if i hadn't been hiding under a rock in 2009 we'd be doing this from the back of my 200 foot yacht right now jeff so so you know so so but but again not something to fear but something to be aware of and be ready for and so see the beautiful thing about what what i do the multifamily business is it's a team sport and and there's so much money looking for deals right now so if you get into it and, and those of you that are selling real estate, you connected with, to people with money, start talking to them about the potential for investing in real estate. And, and I'm pre-framing my investors. I'm telling them, you know, hey, listen, if things at some point are going to turn and they could get ugly. And, and, you know, the media will be saying, you know, the real estate's going to be dead for 10 years. And of course, you don't want to believe that crap. And, and sorry about the expression, but when blood is running in the streets, that's when we're going to buy. Okay. So again, I'm not trying to scare you, but but please be aware that, you know, it's going to happen and, and hopefully it's not as bad as 08 and 09, but but there will be incredible opportunity when it happens if you're ready for it and you're not fearful and, and you've planned for it and see like I'm getting in a lot of cash right now, but more importantly, I'm getting access to cash through investors. So they're not fearful so that they, they're ready to move to buy stuff when that happens. So, so anyway, let's talk about, let's um, talk
0: about that. So, sure. so you you mention you know the opportunity, and I agree with you. And 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 if you, you interview you you ever hear interviews with billionaires like you know, Jeff Bezos or or Sam Sell, Richard uh, Branson, you know, whatever. Richard. Like right. they'll all tell you that they're they all have the same fear, and that is when is the bottom gonna fall out? Mm-hmm. And these guys are not or gals are not failing. But but the point is it's the mentality of no matter what's going on, it keeps their knives sharp, it keeps them on their toes, it keeps them innovative, right? And and great, that, great way to frame it. Great way to frame I it. I made right. that mistake in business. But you you start mm-hmm. to have success. If you haven't experienced failure, you just assume that success will continue. And yes. And, and you don't think about these things. So let's talk about yes. that as it relates to realtors. And that is sure. hey we know a cycle's coming you and i rod we know a cycle's coming i don't know when it may maybe it's going to continue to get drug out i don't know but it's right. coming and right. so what is one of the, the one or two best pieces of advice sure. you already mentioned thinking about short sales foreclosures. You know, I, I invest at a minimal level and I'm thinking to myself, I'm just going to wait because I know there's going to be opportunity to just snatch up all kinds of stuff. So, I'm just going to me let me, count,
1: let me counter what you just please, said though. Please. Let me just, there's a different perspective because I get that question all the time. Should I just wait and not invest right now? And the answer is no. And here's why. Because there are deals out there, they're harder to find, but guys, you guys are in the perfect position to find them, okay? But you got to learn how to evaluate them. You know, a residential real estate broker really doesn't know how to properly evaluate a multifamily property. You've got to learn that stuff because, you know, there, you know, and, and, and again, I'll tell you some of the best deals I've seen are from where a residential broker doesn't know how to value a multifamily. And of course, you know, if they've, if you've sold a house for somebody and they've got a 10 unit, they're going to call you to list it. And many times you're clueless how to do that. And so, you know, you, you get phenomenal deals that way, but you guys are, again, you're in the perfect place to capitalize on that now now is the perfect time to learn how to do that, to build a network of potential investors, to learn the business so that you can capitalize when it happens. Because if you try to do it when it happens, first of all, there's gonna be tons of fear. You're gonna be trying to learn and it's gonna be too late, frankly. So if there was ever a time to get going, it's right now. I don't care if it's with me, but learn whatever sector of this business you might be interested in. Mine happens to be multifamily, but you can make money in self-storage, office, retail. You know, the only thing I'll say about those other categories is, they didn't get help from covid like like residential did i mean you know we've got you know th- tens hundreds of thousands in rent relief from you know for our renters that were struggling and 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 you know and so you're not going to get that with the other asset classes but that said Learn it right now because, um, because then you'll be able to capitalize on it. If you built those relationships with brokers that specialize in that stuff, with with potential investors that want to, you know, invest and in, in get more than, you know, get out of the volatility of the scary stock market and, and you know, want a better return, a safer return, real estate is the, is, the, is the thing. And I will tell you, the reason I lost everything in 2008 was I had 800 houses okay and and I had some apartment complexes but it was the houses that killed me and this is this is going to you you you're, you're, you're going to scratch your head when you hear this i was only at a 30% loan to value and i still crashed and burned so here's why so um, first of all i was in florida and there's no state income tax here in florida so property taxes are higher which impacts what cash flow right also i had properties in wind and flood zones Higher insurance, which impacts what? Cash flow. But what killed me is I had houses like two hours north, two hours south, and everywhere in between along the coast here. And if I sent a maintenance guy to one of my apartment complexes, everything's the same. Plumbing parts are the same, locks, appliances, you know, HVAC, windows, door locks, they're all the same. So you can stock house and parts, they're in and out in an hour. Okay, if I had to send them to one of my houses, forget the travel time, but it could be an hour and a half each way in and by itself, but they have to go there, they have to see what's wrong have to go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's, you know, get parts. And I don't know about you, Jeff, but anytime my happy ass tries to fix something, I go to Home Depot more than once, you know, because I forget something. And so what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes ends up taking all day at one of my 800 houses. And these were C-class houses. And with, you know, you've got A, B, C, and D-class. D is the hood, obviously. C is still... You know a little rough around the edges, and, and you're gonna have a lot more maintenance. They're older properties as well, but the demo the that renter demographic is tougher on the properties as well, and so you have a lot of maintenance, which killed me. But then the final straw for me was I didn't pay attention to demographics back then. You know, if you had a good job, you had good credit, um, I would rent to you. Now I'm very, very careful. I look like this this 296-unit asset we just bought in San Antonio, screaming deal, by the way. We fully subscribed, so I'm not trying to raise money for it. We raised $13 million very quickly. But But I looked at where every single tenant worked. I want to see how recession resistant was their employment, okay? And so, you know, I'm very careful now, but here's what happened. Those 800 houses, most of those tenants were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, which fell off a freaking cliff in 09 and 10. You know, they just didn't have work. And so, you know, it was like the perfect storm. And Now, here's what's crazy. You know, my portfolio actually went upside down. It dropped more than 70% true story. And, and I was like, okay, fucking I'm done, you know, I'm out. Um, But, but, you know, it was very painful. But that said, you know, I lost, yes, I lost $50 million and it sucked. It was no fun. What would you say is
0: probably the biggest reason why you were able to recover? I mean, how were you able to recover from that?
1: Sure, sure. Well, it's focus is the big one. It it would have been very easy to focus on that pain. And I had to look forward. I was in a peer group that was extraordinary. I was in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership. I was around people that were killing it through that crash. Okay. And they're like, okay, Wimpy, get off your butt, go make something happen. You you wanna wanna be around people that expect more out of you. And so most people with their peer group is they'll they'll settle for people they work with or people they went to school with. Big mistake. You wanna be around people that think what you think is hard is easy. Okay. And so, you know, that's why, like, I've got a coaching program. It's called my warrior mentorship program. I've, I've only been teaching a little over three and a half years. My students own 46,000 units. I'm really proud of that. And, and so, you know, that I am bragging. I'm very proud of that. But but I'm going to tell you it's because of the environment. You want to be around a peer group that expects more out of you. You know, people uh, that, that are gonna that aren't going to be intimidated by your success, jealous of your success, fearful of your success, maybe fearful of losing you. And sometimes it's family. I'm going to tell you, love your family, but choose your peers proactively. Be very careful who you allow to influence you because it's such a huge piece of this. So there's peer group. There's focus we talked about. I focused on what I wanted. There's also meaning. Meaning, you place the meaning on something that happens to you. Two people can have the same perceptionally horrible thing happen to them. One person can come out stronger. The other person can come out destroyed. So, so the, the meaning that I placed on it was I, I I wouldn't have never met my wife. And I have a supermodel beautiful wife. She's more beautiful on the inside than the outside. And I'd give it all up again for her. So again, you choose the meaning you place on something that happens to you and you can choose to make it a positive meaning instead of a negative meaning. Very easy for me to lick my wounds and feel sorry for myself and connect with other people through my pain. See, as human beings, w- let me give you an example of this. If you came up to me, well, you're pretty evolved, Jeff, but most people, they came up to me and, and said, hey, Rod, how you doing? I said, oh my God, I'm freaking fantastic. I mean, life is extraordinary. Most of them would step back and say, okay, (laughs) Rod's off his meds. Well, you know, but if you came up to me and said, you wouldn't, but if you came up to me and said, how you doing? I said, oh, fuck, my back's killing me. I just, you know, lost a hundred grand on this deal. They put, you know, put your arm around you and say, oh, I feel you, you know, you know, and and we connect through negativity. We connect through pain. Don't, you're a leader. Don't fall into that trap. Okay. Focus on being positive positive. And, uh, and so, so focus was a big thing. Peer group was a big thing. Getting reassociated with my goals was huge. Okay. Focusing on what I wanted not what I lost, you know, and, and I will tell you some people allow negativity to become their identity. Okay. And so, you know, I've got these I am statements on my wall here. You can see on the wall, I've got, I am success. I am the best in the world at what I do. I'm a business genius. Now this is not ego. This is what I'm aspiring to. I've got you know, I am health and energy. I am courage, determination, and focus. And what I'll do, see, here's the thing. Anything you put the words I am in front of is an identity statement. And there's no greater force in the human psychology than the need to remain consistent with how we identify ourselves. I mean, people will kill themselves over their identity. I mean, you saw it with 9-11, you know, so, so, so you can use that in a positive way. So I'll be exercising, I'll almost scream this stuff at the top of my lungs and it gets in the fiber of my being. And, uh, You know, and it's kind of funny. You know, my kids help me at my live events. My my son works the video camera. My daughter does the audio. And that's the most common question they get: is Does he really do that shit? Does he really yell that stuff? And they're like, Yeah, he sure does. But but it works. You know, and and you know, I know I've lost some of you analytical ones, but this is what works. I've got these vision boards behind my desk here, and every morning I'll sit there in my recliner back there, and I'll just do gratitude. Just be grateful for my amazing, beautiful wife, my kids, my foundation. My coaching students, I'll just do gratitude, just for a couple minutes—not a long time. But then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. And I know you're like, "Okay, woo, woo, woo." Well, I'll get sometimes I'll even get emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet. Why? Because it freaking works. Okay, this is again not, not ego, but that's how I had 50 million to lose and how I got back to what I have today so quickly. So, but you know what, Jeff? Before we forget, I want to share something that relates to goals. I don't—I don't, I don't want to miss this. Um. Uh, it's really important. So, I told you about that house I built on the beach. Okay. Um, it, uh, uh, it was spectacular. I mean, just to give you just quick description, you know, like I said, it was Gulf to Bay. I had beach on one side, boathouse on the backside, twelve foot wide waterfall, the second floor balcony into the pool. pools and in magazines, you know, spiral staircase up through the middle of the house, giant one wine cellar elevator. You name it. Second, just to, I'll land the plane with this. On the second floor, I had aquariums that cost me two hundred grand that wrapped around the this, the staircase. So that, that gives you an idea of the house. I worked for this thing for twenty freaking years. Okay two months after I moved in. So 20 years, two months after I moved in, I'm in the pool at night, I'm floating in the pool and I'm looking up at this testament to my ego. It's the truth of it. I built this thing to prove the world I was good enough. That's the truth of it. And um, I mean, the pool's changing colors at night. It's just spectacular. And I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little depressed. I mean, I was really bummed. I'm like, what the hell? I've just achieved success like times a thousand. I had the Maserati, the Mercedes and all the toys and stupid stuff that I thought was important. Beautiful family in the house, incredible house. And I was depressed. And this is what I want to share before I've forgotten. There were three things going on that I want to share with your listeners. Number one is it's never about the goals, but but you need the goals to, to push you and propel you. But happiness comes from progress and growth. So, you, you've got to continually be growing. I didn't know what I was going to do next, right? So, that was a big thing. The other thing is you've got to have if you achieve a big goal. You've got to have other goals lined up behind it. You need a vision for your future. And like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision. I didn't know what I was going to do next. So, there was those two things. But the big one was I was totally focused on Rod, 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 show the world I matter, show the world I'm good enough. So I went out and bought some books, you know, I'm not going to go sit on a couch, although I believe in therapy. I did it for my divorce, but, but I, I, back then I didn't. And so I went out and bought, you know, Dale Carnegie and, and, uh, uh, Napoleon Hill. And I, and I got a Tony Robbins book and I started reading Tony's book and I was like, Holy cow, this is really cool. So I went and saw him live and, uh, and I besides the fact that, you know, you should go see him if you have an opportunity because he's that good. But I saw that he fed families for the holidays. And I'm like, you know, what a concept, do something for someone else. And I, I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. So I went home and I flew to Denver for Thanksgiving. That's where, you know, back to, uh, I was in Florida, but I flew there and I called my brother before I got there. And I said, hey, let's feed five families for the holidays. So he called his church and he said, who really needs help? We got five families. The third family changed my life. We go up to this. And this woman lived in like this row house. It was like four units next to each other. They were just crap. You walk into the living room, you walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen, which has the bathroom off it. It's not even a one bedroom. It's a crappy one bedroom. Woman was there with five kids. She comes out and then we had toys for the kids. We got a frozen turkey. We got a bunch of food, box of food. And she cries when she sees all this stuff. Her kids come out, the older ones cry. I start crying and I'm freaking hooked. And I'm blessed to say in the last... 20 years, we have fed well over 100,000 kids here in Sarasota and Brainton. I'm not bragging. There's a message here. I'll tell you about what it is in a minute. I've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. We live in the greatest freaking country on earth and kids don't even have basic school supplies. You know, um, t- t- I've done tens of thousands of teddy bears filled with, uh, I'm not, t- tens of thousands of teddy bears t- given to police officers for their to put in their vehicles if they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And I'm going to tell you, And, and, and those are, you know, I've got, I know you've got people listening to you that are young. They've got blood dripping from their teeth. They want the success so bad. And, but, and, and we've been taught to achieve to be happy that we shouldn't be happy until we've achieved. I'm going to tell you that if you give back, you will be happily achieving. Okay. Now that's a play on words, but it's an important one. Okay. Because so, so you might be saying to yourself, yeah, I'll do it when I have the money. No, do it right now because it will bring the money faster, okay? Um, and not you don't do it for that reason, but you find a cause you're interested in, be it, you know, uh, children like me or the elderly or animals and the environment. I don't care what it is, something you're passionate about and give to it right now if you're not already because you'll be happily achieving. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment, where achievement really is a science, but fulfillment is an art and and you've got to tap into what motivates you so anyway so i kind of rambled for a while there but i really wanted to get that message through no it's great man i appreciate it i i you know i think
0: obviously this is all very uh psychological it, you know i in nature the, the one thing i would 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 ask is that was there anything tactical or technical before we wrap up and this this will mm-hmm. be it that you would say is something that that an agent that a realtor or real estate professional can hang yes. their hat on and this applies yes. to mortgage
1: too. Yes, yes, that no, absolutely. If and when they go through that failure. Yep. Absolutely. What, what do you what do you advise? Absolutely. And and here's the thing. It's very simple. Focus on freaking cash flow. Do not don't tell me what a property sold for 5 years ago. We bought an asset in Louisiana that sold for 20 million 10 years ago we got it for 16 and a half and I still regret it it was a mistake we shouldn't have bought that deal and and so do not focus on on anything but cash flow with cash flow you can survive anything so that's the biggest tip I will give you um and and listen I want to mention this I've got a ton of incredible resources at my website it's real estate with rod it's my name rod Cleef, but nobody can remember how to spell it so real estate with rod go there I've got videos articles books tons of books you know and 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 you really get an education and my podcast of course as well around multifamily if you have an interest at all check it out if you don't then then don't but you know if you if you just want to be pumped up come check out my podcast i think you really enjoy that if you you know if you're interested in coming to my virtual boot camp it's very very reasonable um and stupid reasonable um and so that's you know text uh just text multifamily to 72345 and we'll send you a link it's com. but you know, if you text multifamily, we'll send you the link to 72345. And so the tactical is to focus on cash flow for sure. Okay. Because, you know, people get caught up, especially when the market corrects, you'd be like, oh, I can get this deal for X. Well, if that deal is going to cash flow for X, stay the heck away from it. Okay. So, so that's, that's probably the biggest thing I could tell you. But again, to round this thing out, if you are selling real estate and you are not acquiring assets. I love you, but that's a big mistake, okay? You have you are in the perfect position to capitalize on. And, and let me say this, inflation is coming. Now, inflation is going to hurt a lot of people, but what else goes up when the price of food and everything else? Rent, okay? There's no better hedge against inflation than to own cash flowing real estate, nothing, okay? So- yeah, in the plane I love day. it, man. I mean, I think
0: that that's that's fantastic, and and it's 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 validating because we hear this a lot, and so right. it's it's a fascinating story. And I want, I, I do Thanks, want buddy. to to recap it by by telling everyone. Listen. Don't get caught up because I know some of you will, you get caught up in the fancy stuff that, that, that doesn't apply to everyone, but it's all, it's all relative. And, and it doesn't matter what your, what your goals are relative right. to rods or anybody else's it's, it is relative. And I think that the, the, the biggest thing you should take away from this is it is more psychological than a lot of us want to give us credit. And they, they, we want a, a, a fast fix. We want fast leads. We want fast deals. And and you got to get your mind right before you can do any of that stuff. And you got to be able to recover. So Rod, I, I think this Thanks, is awesome. Buddy. You've already given multiple places to follow you. So text multifamily Thanks. to 72345 to check out his upcoming event. Real estate with Rod Podcast.
1: Where else can they connect? No, no, you? the podcast is lifetime cash flow. Oh, real estate with Rod is the d- dot .com. Real estate with Rod. Yeah, com. Dot com. It's a gotcha. long one. But that's just because people have a tough time spelling my name, it's unusually spelled. So real estate with Rod.com. Uh the lifetime podcast pod- is lifetime cash flow. If you throw in you know real estate as one word, I typically come up right behind bigger pockets, which most of you recognize um and uh yeah, and, and awesome. uh, where, else can, yeah, where, where
0: else can they find you? Where else can they find you? well
1: that's that's enough. You know, I, I I do have, I know you've got a huge following. I've got the largest multifamily Facebook group on the planet. Uh, there's forty three thousand people in there, which is awesome. astounding. By the way, those of you, you guys have so many opportunities to create reach with social, which we didn't have when I got started. I mean, my podcast eleven half million downloads just blows me away. YouTube got watched for forty thousand hours. This big Facebook group, you can all do this, okay? Yeah. To create reach, just focus on two things. When you do that, pick your channel. It Can be video, it can be audio, it can be a blog, it can be one of the social media channels. And here's two things to remember: add value and be consistent. And and you don't need the tens of thousands of followers that I have. You can kick ass with a few hundred, but yeah. you got to add value and be consistent. So I, I'm I'm glad I remember to say that because that's so so easy to do that right now. I love it. I love it. And if, you're,
0: if you if you want to go check them out, uh, Rod that You spell the last name K H L E I F. For those of you that are overachievers and want to go spell the name, look them up on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. <laughs> Rod, thank you so much for being a guest today. It was uh, it thank was you, a buddy. pleasure. I, I don't Likewise. often meet people that uh, have as much or more energy than I do, and you definitely win in that. When you, when you love what you do, work is play,
1: brother. I mean, you can see on the wall behind me, I've got hundreds of thank you cards. I mean, the whole wall's covered. I, I just freaking love it. I get love every day, and it's not ego. I just, I just, you know, I just love it, and so. Yeah. Thank you for the, for the, for the kind words, but appreciate it, man.
0: This episode of the lab Goat agents podcast is brought to you by red X the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside vortex, the all-in-one lead management platform. Free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to RedX.BZ/LCA. That's red slash lca to sign up for red X today. Agents Podcasts.